Sky Talkers is a member of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. Explore more great content and get to know our sister shows at WeAreEscapePods.com and on Twitter at WeAreEscapePods. The Star Wars Escape Pods Network, promoting positivity in fandom. Welcome to Sky Talkers Fulcrum Files, where Caitlin and Charlotte break down the latest episode of Star Wars Rebels. An in-depth discussion commencing in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers Fulcrum Files. I am Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I am Caitlin, and welcome to the mid-season finale episode of Fulcrum Files. This came up really fast. <laughs> <laughs> All this doubling up, man. Now we're all the way here. What the heck? With one episode. <laughs> With one episode, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I completely forgot that it was one episode for this last one. And I was like, wait a minute. Xfinitius doesn't have episode 10 uploaded? What the? Because <laughs> I had trouble with Xfinitius a couple weeks ago when they had uploaded like the same episode twice for part one and two. And I was like, I can't believe this. I'm going to have to wait. And then I was like, wait, there's only one. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's just kind of sad. It's very I, I thought that this episode was going to be one hour. I don't know why I'm so dumb and didn't think that if it was one hour, they wouldn't split it up into parts one and two. Whatever. It was just like a pointless conversation. <laughs> it was anyway. one episode and it was a really great episode. It was really great. I'm really sad it was only one episode, though. Yes. Okay, so let's jump into the 20-second recap. It's which- Charlotte's turn. Yeah. You know what? You get it easy because you only have one episode to do in your 20-second recap. So I feel like I should make it like 15 seconds or something, but I'll let okay. you Okay, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get everything into this episode. I'm going to be honest. Okay, well, we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Hera leads her attack on the blockade and gets through to Lothal, but loses control of the fighters on the way. And there's an insane X-Wing, like, tumbling into the capital city. And then and it's, like, a cool shot. And Kanan doesn't know if Hera's okay. And while the rest of the crew leaves the city, Kanan goes back to hopefully rescue Hera. But then the wolves stop him. Okay. <laughs> I like you, counted, you counted yourself in. And you were still surprised when the time started. <laughs> You're like, oh. You know. <laughs> I, I guess, was like, I have to go. I guess I go now. <laughs> um, I feel like you definitely hit the high points. You left out Thrawn and Rook and their and Rook and Hera's uh, tete-a-tete, their little duel, which I really enjoyed. So I think that's probably the biggest thing you missed. Yeah. But I think, you, I think you got the high points. I think I got the like first 15 minutes. Um, and it's only 22 minutes, so <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I think I missed a lot, and we'll get into what I missed. But let's move on to our two highs and one low. The way that this episode works is that we say our two highs and one low, and then the next section is we talk story, and then the final section, we talk characters. Um, so without further ado, let's get started. There are whispers of this alleged Jedi in the streets. In time, such whispers might spark belief in something other than the strength and security of the Empire. And that, gentlemen, is something I cannot have. 
Okay, part one, two highs and one low. Since you did the 20-second recap, I will start with my first high. Sound good? Sounds great. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Okay, so my first high was I freaking loved Mart and R3. And the moment I really loved is when R3 was being super protective over Mart and was electrocuting the stormtroopers. And he died which was sad, but I really love seeing another droid kind of have a very, um, like a pet like relationship with their owner, you know, cause we don't see that from a ton of other droids. I mean, not as much as we do from like chopper and R2 and all that, you know? No, I totally agree. I loved them. Um, I thought they were a really great addition to this episode. Mm-hmm, me too. Absolutely. And I thought Mart worked really well with Hera. Same. Um, I, I loved that. Okay, so my high is the general animation. I think the highlight for me was when Kanan, Ezra, Sabine, and Zeb were looking out over the capital city and they saw the X-Wings falling into the city. Mm. Um, I thought that was just such a moving image and I really think the animation like killed it and hit the nail on the head for that scene. Yeah, I completely agree. That was actually my second high was the animation and the imagery of like Lothal in general in this episode I thought was so well done especially going back and forth on that highway I guess you could call it between the capital city and where the rebel base was it reminded me a lot of the Clone Wars movie you know when they're when like we first meet Ahsoka and they have kind of this standoff with mm-hmm. Ahsoka and Anakin and Obi-Wan and they're like going back and forth on this yeah. like, really big road <laughs> <laughs> it kind of gave me similar vibes because some of the coloring was similar, like with the blues and purples, especially when we would look at the capital city. Um, yeah, I really loved that part, though. Okay, so my second high is I just really appreciate how Dave makes us put on the th- subtitles. And <laughs> I now love watching the show with subtitles on. And I... Just love the idea that we get to decode and figure it out based off of these little intricacies, just like the subtitles. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have known that Mart's name is Mart if I hadn't put on the subtitles. Completely agree. And now I know a lot of things about the characters and, you know, like specifics like that. Yeah, with characters like that, I I mean, of course, if their names are pretty prominent, I I remember them, but sometimes it just, I'm so caught up in the moment. I am not really paying attention because, and I don't feel like I need to, which is bad, Mm -hmm. but honesty hour, safe space. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, My low, it was really hard to pick a low for this episode, but I would have loved just a little bit more of with Kanan and the Wolves. Interesting. I agree because that one moment where Kanan's like, I understand. I know. And we're that's all like, basically it. And you're like, oh, we don't. <laughs> so, Glad great. you do, Kanan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree, but I think that all that will be answered eventually. I agree, too. Um, that's why it's like kind of a, a throwaway low, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think if – I don't know. If there had been something else – I don't know. I just wanted like maybe one more line – because right now, I literally have no idea what <laughs> these freaking wolves want. Um, and I wish there was just a little bit more to go off of and kind of speculate into. But 
That's, yeah, for the months being, ahead, for yeah, sure. The, oh my God, the months ahead. Um, <laughs> but that's being really nitpicky because I love a good mystery and Dave loves a good mystery too. So it really should come as no surprise. <laughs> it's really hard for me because I don't have a low this week. I really loved this episode and mm-hmm. I feel like we're finally at the point where I, I just feel like Rebels has become so focused and it's so good to be back on Lothal even though our characters are separated there's so much at stake and you could really feel it I just don't have a low my low is that which is it's just kind of funny because I think my low last week was that we're getting two episodes and rushing through the season <laughs> I wish we had two episodes <laughs> I know it's like you can't I'm complicated what can I you say you can't have your cake and eat it too you know yeah <laughs> yeah but it's uh it's it's weird to come from having three weeks of two episodes every week. And then with your mid-season finale, which is usually where you have your bigger, longer episodes, is now just one episode. Mm-hmm. It like, didn't – I mean, it, it didn't need to be longer. Like, what we got was great. It's a good, compact little episode. But I I want more. <laughs> yeah. When, okay, so when does Rebels come back? Do we have an exact date? I honestly don't think we have an exact date. But (laughs) it's okay. We're about to have a really good month. It's going to be okay. I know. I know. I – ooh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The thing – we'll get into this in story. So we should move on to part two. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. We will not rest until we bring an end to the Empire, until we restore our Republic. Are you with me? Here we are in story. So, Caitlin, where are we in the rebellion? They're on Lothal. Some of them. Not all of them. Many of them crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing? <laughs> Why do we do this? I, like, nervously laugh about, like, sad moments in Star Wars. <laughs> it was really emotional. I was it like, was. oh, they're going there. It was in the beginning, in, before even, I think, the Rebels logo came up, I was like, whoa, I can't believe how intense this is getting. The X-Wing, like, burning up, I was like, whoa. I know. (laughs) And that's the thing, because I remember through that whole sequence, I was thinking, I was like, wow, you know, this is something Rebels does just so well, letting us get to know these pilots, even in this really short period of time, which is so a new hope, you know? And I wish Mm -hmm. even in a new hope that we spent more time with some of those pilots, too. Some of them do come up again, but some of them, it's just kind of a couple of quick... I hear you, Red Leader, you know, and that's it. Um, But I feel like we got a lot of time with these pilots and then sadness. And I was like, that's why you did that, Dave. Mm." I know. (laughs) Ugh. Oh, nervous laughter. So clearly we're getting really, really close to A New Hope. Yeah. Just by the introduction of the X-Wings, this is the first time we're finally seeing the X-Wings. How cool was that Mm -hmm. green one? Oh, I was like, I know we don't really talk about ships on the show generally ever, but (laughs) there's something really special about seeing the X-Wings, and it was really exciting to see. And seeing the the green ones, I was like, cool, neat. It's very cool. My favorite color is green, so I liked it. It, it is interesting. We talked we talked about this a little bit in our last episode, too, about the kinds of successes that the Rebellion can have within the show of Rebels before we get to A New Hope and to mm-hmm. Rogue One, really, and how it's this really fine line. And I think this episode was a really good example of 
trying to walk that line. You know, how you're trying to have the success of this rebellion attack on the Thai defenders, but it's not the full force of the rebellion because the rebellion can't spare that and it doesn't really have that, you know. And there's like that perfect shot, like you mentioned, with with Ezra and Zeb and Sabine and they're like, that's all that's coming. Mm -hmm. That's it. And you're like, whoa. I don't know. Like there was just like a lot of emotion in that moment. Um, a lot of disappointment from them too. And like, what do we do now? Yeah, it was really, even when they were just like flying off on their speeders, it was, it's just like, it, it's really, you can really feel the end of the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Retweet. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, were they successful though with what they kind of accomplished by getting to the planet? I don't. They, Personally, I mean, they didn't yeah, they didn't destroy the tie defenders. Yeah, they're the, not successful. The factory. Yeah. I mean, Ezra and Sabine and Zeb destroyed the gun towers, blaster towers. Mm-hmm. Large structure. Um, but they didn't destroy the the actual tie defenders. So I'm just like, I feel like the rest of the season is going to be like this. Where where we're just going to continuously get more and more fails because of the proximity to Rogue One and A New Hope where the only win really is Scarif and mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily a huge I don't know is it is that technically a win? I don't know. And then A New Hope, which is the ultimate win. Yeah, it's kind of like how much of the rebellion are we going to see after this because that's the weird thing. It's like you can have these these bigger successes on Lethal because it's a smaller stage, you know, rather than like taking on the whole empire. You're taking on the empire on Lethal, and so you can have a little bit more success there. But they made a really big point in the past couple episodes of Mon Mothma being like, I don't think we can go back to Lethal. You're on your own. This is where the story ends. And then even in this episode, like I just said, they're like, oh, that's all that's coming. Mm-hmm. And it so it doesn't really seem like – the, the, the rebellion is super invested in this particular mission, and so yeah. are they? Are they just gonna like cut their losses now, unless something, something of greater importance ends up happening on Lethal that draws them back in? I mean, who knows, right? Um, yeah. So let's talk about Thrawn and Rook. 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 I, I don't know. Thrawn says it's so weird, and I'll never be able to Rook. pronounce it. Like it's just Rook. <laughs> Oh, don't ever. <laughs> like it was just really bad. That was really bad. Uh, <laughs> I I do have to say I really liked having Thrawn back in this episode a little bit more prominent. Um, and I have just – I always – I never know how to word this properly, but I always really enjoy Thrawn's relationship with Hera mm-hmm. and like how well he knows Hera. I totally know. agree. I think, I, I think that it, it was the best use of the Thrawn character that you knew in the now Legends novels who mm-hmm. was obsessed with art and like really a calculated villain. Yeah. And him like zeroing in on Hera not only lifts up Hera's character and like how we view Hera as like mm-hmm. super skilled, yeah. but like also makes him a way more interesting, intelligent villain. Yeah, and like how he always knows when it's her flying. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's awesome. It really, yeah, <laughs> so cool. I love it, and I always go back to that moment at the end of season three, 
when um, the ships are raining down on what planet were they on at the end of season three? I don't remember. I don't wherever the Bendu was, um, and it just like it keeps going. The camera keeps going back and forth between Thrawn and Hera's face, like they're looking at each other and having this conversation of like a standoff between each other, even though Thrawn, I think at the time was on his ship and Hera was still on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just like, it was so cool. And, and I, I just love how they've continued that through this season too. And when he was like, the, the pilot is playing right into her hands, you know, open fire. And Thrawn knew that he was sacrificing his own man, but he knew Yeah, but that. he didn't care. Yeah, he, he didn't was care like, either. this but, is way more important. Yeah. And it's weird how he like prioritizes the rebels over his own people, you know, because mm-hmm. he wants Hera brought in alive, you know, but with yeah. that guy, it's like, see you later, deuces. <laughs> I think he just really understands and weighs, I don't know, he just, he's known Hera for what seems like a long time and- Even though he hasn't. Ca- yeah, exactly. So but like cool. capturing her is of the utmost importance in his brain and it just really shows. I think Thrawn is- as someone who's honestly very unfamiliar with the Legends content, Thrawn is such a good villain even without that background. Mm-hmm. And I yes. think that Rebels like finally found a winner in a villain un- besides Vader. And I hope and I think it will be that Thrawn will have a very important uh, role in the end of this series. I hope so too because it looks like he's staying on Lothal for the duration as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love him. I am continually impressed with the music surrounding mm-hmm. Thrawn. I'm obsessed with the organ uh, for his kind of theme and, and musical motif. Motif, I love it so much, and it works so well with him. And just it, it's just a complete package, you know, mm-hmm. all of it together. The the voice acting, the the look, the red eyes how he carries himself in comparison to the other characters in the show and the music. I'm into it. Yeah, me too. But then you have like the complete opposite in Rook. That's true. They are kind of opposites. Yeah. One is like very calculated. I mean, it's not like Rook isn't calculated, but like he's very aggressive. um, and instinctual, animalistic. Yes. Creepy. I'm I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of Rook, but Rook. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I no, but I loved his his battle with Hera. I thought it was really cool to see them go one on one. We don't get to Me see too. a lot of like intense hand to hand combat like that from Hera. I don't think we get to see a lot of hand to hand combat in Star Wars, if you really think about it. I mean like, do you we count Blaster as hand to hand? No, absolutely not. That's sword fighting. I know. And so like- you don't really see like any sort of stuff like that. So the fact that they use hand-to-hand combat here, though, it really drives, again, I keep saying this, the stakes up really high because it was just like they were just so close to each other. That's what you get mm-hmm. from hand-to-hand combat that you don't get in th- sword fighting in blasters. It was really like dire, a dire situation. Yeah. And you know that they like neither one of them really have force capabilities. Yeah, of course. So yeah. So it just like you said, it just it adds another layer. And I really cool. I loved um Chopper coming in to save the day. That was so I know. good. I know. Chopper's <laughs> always there to save the day. He's the best. He was so good <laughs> in this episode too. Uh yeah. It was 
He's a good one, that droid. Love you, um, Chopper. <laughs> I really want to talk about characters. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Well, my name's Ezra. This is Kanan. That's Sabine and Zeb. It's nice to meet you, 7567. Actually, my name is Rex. Captain. 501st Clone Battalion. Okay. okay. Here we are in characters. So I just really want to talk about Kanan and the wolves and the fact that the subtitle said Doom, D-O-O-M, and not his last name. I need to talk about this. <laughs> what is Dave trying to do to us? Okay. So I have a theory that kind of adds to your theory. Oh, I'm excited. Go. Okay. So I know how you your whole theory is like he's going to have to stay on Lothal, right? With the Force. Yes. That's basically the gist of your theory is yes. that he has a connection to Lothal and he's going to stay there. But I think that there's more to it in the fact that he is going to have to sacrifice himself to save Hera. Right now they're separated mm-hmm. and Hera is going – and you, we all know Hera is going to live, right? Yes. So it's like at what cost? Because he, she's being captured. Kanan knows what he has to do suddenly in that moment, right? Is it about when, Hera or is it about? I th- I think I I think the wolf saying doom to Kanan. Kanan finally recognized and understood that he has to take his place and sacrifice himself for Hera. Oh, and that's his doom. The 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 doom, wolves doom. have been caught. Yeah, calling to him, doom, 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 like his last name, and then it finally changes to doom, as in, you know, the different word, and that's his end, right? Mm. So that's that's what I think. That's pretty good. That's pretty. <laughs> well, it, it plays into yours, and it he's, does. It's his destiny with Lothal, right? With the yeah. wolves. Yeah. I mean, he he could also still be from Lothal. I don't know. He could. Let's just let's just axe that theory though. I'm not into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so basically, I don't think that Kanan and Hera are ever going to have another moment either. No. I think that this is it. Yeah, I honestly think that it's like a game of like a revolving door where they're going to be, you know, everyone's going to be on the other side and they're going to miss each other and maybe they'll have like one last look together, but I, they'll be from across the room. Oh man, that's pretty. That's pretty Are you sad. kidding me? This episode was rough. They went to places that I didn't think they were going to go in this episode. I mean, yeah, but still, to never have the ghost crew all together again for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. There's still a good bit of season left. Yeah, but we blew through that season. Blew through it. I know, but st- still. <laughs> See, I, I mean, I ca- I mean, I kind of think that something like that is going to happen. But I think they'll have, like, as, with my theory as far as, like, Kanan walking into the Force, becoming one with the Force, and not, like, in a dead way, but in an Ahsoka kind of way, I guess, mm-hmm. is that he, like, makes the choice and gets to say goodbye and then, like, walks off. Because I think that's almost, like, a little bit more kid-friendly, I guess, because you still have the tragedy of them being eternally separated, but they do have that moment to say goodbye and, like, I believe in you and you're making the right choice. 
But why would Kanan have? Why would Kanan sacrifice himself if if he has that moment with Hera? I just don't think it's gonna happen. Just like but given maybe it's the plot, not, maybe it's not just for Hera, but for like whatever he's doing is vital to the rebellion. Like mm. the doom of the galaxy, the doom that is going to befall Lethal, befall Lethal, okay, <laughs> uh, come upon Lethal, <laughs> like the the Empire's doom. Um, okay, so I just think that there's going to be something where Kanan has to sacrifice himself, and that's why, it, and and it's probably like for the rebellion, like you said. And that's the catalyst that keeps Hera and Chopper to keep fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be a sacrifice, whatever it is, whether it's him outright dying to save Mm -hmm. Hera or walking into the Force. But I I think if it's like a walking into the Force kind of thing, I think it will be for the Rebellion in a sense because I think Kanan – if something like that happens, I think Kanan will have some kind of vision of what's to come with Luke Skywalker um, mm-hmm. because I think that would convince him that the Rebellion is worth fighting for because, I mean, it's kind of been established that he's not super into it. You know, he doesn't want to be a part of another war. I think in order to change his mind, he would have to see how the Force and himself are wrapped up in this conflict. Yeah, but you don't, you don't understand what I'm saying here. The most important thing to him right now is Hera. Yeah, but I so don't think that all that stuff shouldn't matter, especially in the context of your conversation about these characters should exist without everything else. So it's like he all all that matters to Kanan in that moment are the ghost crew characters. Yeah, right now. But I'm talking about the end of the season after he whatever it is he needs to learn from the wolves, he's learned. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, these characters exist independently but they still fall in line with what happens with each other. I, I think mm. it's like, I, again, I think it's like that fine line, which is really hard to define of in what stage is this a, a good choice for the character of Kanan and in what stage is this not a good choice because it's character growth because of something that Luke Skywalker does down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your initial reaction when you read Doom, D-O-O-M? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was so, I was so baffled at the wolves in this episode because I, because I was expecting just like a little bit more. Because when we've seen the wolves, we've seen a lot of the wolves. And we didn't really see a lot of the wolves in this <laughs> You know, like they always kind of came back. We had our little mystic cave walk, that whole thing. But in this one, they just showed up and were like, doom, and then peaced out, (laughs) slipped into the shadows. And Caden was like, oh, okay, I get it. (laughs) Well, he gets it. He gets it. You know, this weird thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is how Kanan now has such a connection to the wolves when throughout these past four seasons, three seasons of Rebels, it's been built up so much that Ezra is the one that has the connection to the creatures. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's funny how those things have like flipped almost. It's not like that Kanan has a, con- a connection to all creatures or whatever. Yeah, it's but, the wolves. Yeah, it's the wolves. And I, I wonder if like, what are the choices behind that? Like, why did they do that? It's, I don't it's, know. It, it's curious to me. And it's like, it's part of 
part of me, it's like, how does Ezra fit into all this then of what I just talked about, my own theory? It's like, yeah. are they related somehow? Does Because Ezra clearly understands and sees the wolves when, you know, Sabine didn't. Yeah. That's um, the weird thing about this episode is and, – and, like, the way we're talking about the end of this series is we're placing a really big emphasis on Hera and Kanan regardless of what theory we're talking about. Um, with like Hera's place in rebellion and Kanan's place in the force or in death. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what, what what's happening to Ezra? <laughs> Good question, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's becoming more and more unlikely, which is so sad. We don't but... know that. Not until <laughs> probably not because they didn't really leave any kind of hint that that could come down the line in The Last Jedi. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I I know that we had talked about previously that Rebels might give a hint or some sort of, like, I don't know. They'd leave us with something that maybe we could be like, oh, maybe that'll be in The Last Jedi. But they didn't. I mean, do you think the Crystal Wolves are related to the Loath Wolves? <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's Crystal Foxes. Crystal so Foxes, no. sorry. Maybe. Are they <laughs> part of, like, the same canine family? <laughs> maybe. Maybe they're just, like, just as mystical. Who knows? I'm trying to remember my scientific... I think you're wrong, but, like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Is part of the same genus? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It could be a thing. What if they have their own little crate crystal cave thing and we we see paintings or drawings of the Loath Wolves? I really just, like, I don't need that in The Last Jedi, so. (laughs) (laughs) I want it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's talk about how awesome Hera was. Hera was This was her episode. like freaking at last. Yeah. Oh, Oh, it was about time. I know. know? It, It was so good. Like, I, again, I think I mentioned this before, like, I have grown to really love and appreciate Hera just from seeing other fans' reactions to love and appreciate Hera, and, like, that kind of all came full circle in this, like, amazing episode that really showed off all the great qualities of her character. Mm-hmm. Like, her sacrifice so and her skill with mm-hmm. an X-Wing. I, I was really surprised Chopper left her at the end. I mean, I don't think he wanted to, and it wasn't an easy decision, and basically, Hera, like, made him. (laughs) I know, but I still, it was, that was a really hard moment when she was like, go, that's an order. I know. And it was just really sad. And Vanessa Marshall just kills it in her voice acting. Like, I just, I need, I need Hera to come and visit me and set my life straight and give me advice on how to do things. And I just really want to meet Vanessa Marshall. I, I honestly do. I feel like she, she is the embodiment of Hera. You know, me too. she would act a lot like Hera too, and she'd probably give you really good advice about your life. <laughs> 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 Can you tell it's been a long week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Monday. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So let's talk about Mart and R3. So Mart kind of came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> he came out of space and he was there and now I but, love him. Like here he is. Yeah, same. Love him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and R4, R3, R3, R4 is R3. totally different. R3 is R3. Okay, listen, guys, we're recording this on Monday and Rebels Recon hasn't come out. But is R3 the same droid that's been stealing Chopper's space- place in <gasps> Chopper Cam? 
Yes. And like everyone loves R3. Yes, it is, right? I was wondering when that was going to come full circle. No wonder everyone loves R3. I love R3. (laughs) Don't you love when Rebels Recon like does this now? And the Chopper cam like predicts the future. (laughs) All I can do is remember when Chopper left and I had no idea that he was in Rogue One, even though he like basically told us in Chopper cam (laughs) in the months of Rogue One. That was so funny. Like, I don't understand. I remember walking out of the theater being like, oh, my God, we are so dumb. I know. I know. Obviously. Yeah. So seeing our three here, like, obviously he has a fan club because (laughs) he would. But he he could never take Chopper's place. Oh, no. Absolutely not. I I love our little surly Chopper. I love him. He's so great. I hope they can maybe fix our three for Mart. Because he looks like he just got electrocuted and Chopper's gotten electrocuted a bunch of times, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah. But they were they were really good, um, both of them together. And then Mart especially, once Chopper – or uh, once R3 was kaputz, um, just how he worked with Hera. And they – like, they worked well together and it was fun to watch them, mm-hmm. you know. Kaputz. I'm trying to think of, like, why Mart – like they decided to like put this character in and because he's gonna die in a little bit (laughs) maybe but i honestly think it has something to do with the fact that he's like basically the embodiment of like what we think of when we think of x-wing pilots right Mm -hmm. if not luke skywalker it's like it's mart you know yeah it's it's mart (laughs) (laughs) it's like someone who's like daring takes risks but like is a good friend yeah it's totally approachable yeah, like completely approachable <laughs> and like a good pilot, you know. Just like an all around, he's he's all American, <laughs> but like genuinely, like I yeah. I think that that's that's the reason that this character exists is yeah. to like embody X wing, X wing, yeah, in general, exactly, yeah. So, any other characters that you want to talk about? I mean, it's not like there was a ton of characters in this twenty minute episode. There was something I thought was a little strange. Was I was really surprised that Ezra didn't want to go back for Hera. I mean, I think they, yeah. I think think that that plays into what I was talking about, how Ezra has a connection to the animals, though, and, like, that Ezra's force abilities, they just, like, kind of understand each other, Kanan and him and Kanan and the wolves. It's like they that moment Ezra knew that Kanan had to go back and that Ezra had to go back with the rest of the crew. You know, you saw Sabine, like, struggle with that. Yeah. And... And I think that in that moment, it shows a great deal of maturity and advancement in his Ezra's force powers to understand that this was Kanan's mission and Kanan's need to go back. I th- yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right, but I don't necessarily think that was shown as well as it could have been in the episode. Like, I wish there had just been a moment where Ezra looked back and mm-hmm. watched Kanan go away and was like, no, if anyone's going to rescue Hera, it's Kanan. With, like, a knowing yeah. look. But the the way this sh- – if I remember the way this shot was framed, it was, like, it was the whole group of them. And it was kind of, like, taken from a back. And he was mm-hmm. like, nope, Kanan's got this. And they zoom off. Yeah, I agree with you. And a moment that I loved with Zeb. Oh, my I gosh. Loved, I loved when he pushed Ezra out of the speeder bike front seat. <laughs> He's like, I was like, this on. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, hop on. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> – I laughed a lot. <laughs> Zeb, even no, even though he's not having like extreme moments in the season, has like some of the best lines. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, just like that, he rewrote your Twitter bio again. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, So where do you think we're going to pick up next year? I mean, I honestly think we'll pick up right where we left off, like this, like part two of this episode, Um, maybe with Kanan back in Capital City. Um, That's basically it. I don't really have any predictions. I... Because all my predictions are going away. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that we'll continue to stay on Lothal for the rest of the season. And the season will end on Lothal. Yeah, I do too. That's the weird thing about this season. And, and this episode in particular. Like, I thought I kind of had an idea of where things were going. But now I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, they kind of like, we all were like, oh, hair is going to be fine. Right. Because Hera is going to be fine because we all know that Hera is going to be fine. And then they put Hera in danger. Yeah. So what does that mean? Like Exactly. Exactly. There has to be something there or else like it's funny because if you think about the the twisted mind of Dave Filoni, like he (laughs) he he gave us that gimme in Rogue One. But like at what cost? Right. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. That makes sense. He's he's like his devilish brain is like, haha, we'll give them this. <laughs> like but that you- doesn't mean everything's good. You know what I mean? <sighs> you know I'm right. I know you're right. And I think we've all been <laughs> anticipating something like this to happen. It's just what it's like the Rogue One thing where Kayla and I so happily, <laughs> so free, go into Rogue One <laughs> thinking that no one will die. That's just like not, one or two will true. die. We we thought that we thought that Jin would live and yeah. Cassian. Yeah, but, but no. we were so wrong. So wrong. What's funny is that so Charlotte and I, after we see Star Wars movies, we go to Waffle House and talk about it. Um, and dissected and we had like all these plans after Rogue One to do that and we got in the car and Charlotte was like I think I'm gonna drop you off at home and I was like yeah you can do that <laughs> and then we like we didn't really talk and we were just kind of <laughs> and then the next day we were like oh, we should I guess we should like go get waffles and talk about this right <laughs> emotionally drained from our first viewing of Rogue One. <laughs> like, what's going to happen with the end of uh, the end of Rebels? Like, are we going to have to take a little, like, week-long regroup for Fulcrum Files? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I think the emotions get the best of me. Or what's going to happen with The Last Jedi? It's like, like, it's oh, like, my God. Whatever happens to Ezra is going to come is going to be like, I feel like it's just going to be so crazy because they've kind of been avoiding it. Because I, I feel like we know where hair goes. Like, something's obviously happening with the wolves <laughs> and mm-hmm. Kanan, whatever it is. And I think Zeb and, and Sabine are – I think Sabine's going to go back to Mandalore and Zeb is probably going to stay with Hera. But you just have this yeah. huge question mark of Ezra. Yeah. That, I mean, that's really the key. And Kanan. I honestly think Kanan's a question mark too just because it's like what path does he take? All paths are coming together now. Okay. What does that even mean? Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's, some, it's something to do with the wolves. And I think I, I think either one of our theories is going to come true. Like the wolves are either going to lead him to his death for his sacrifice to save Hera or it's going to be something like even, like super mystical like Bendy style Mortis, Malachor yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's one or the other. Uh, yeah. I think it's definitely one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of what. Uh, but Ezra, I – no idea. 
that's that's why the DJ theory works. Yeah. Because we can imagine a future of Ezra being a smuggler and going back to that, considering we've seen that so much in mm-hmm. this show. So it's it's not like of course it's like kind of a dumb theory. Like I I, I recognize that. It's not bad. But the dumb. reason I know, but the reason is is like the reason why people are attached to it is because it's like actually a pathway that they can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't it hasn't been debunked. Yeah. Which I'm <laughs> I'm still into the to the DJ Ezra theory. I mean, I am too. I just recognize that it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. It's like me and Ray Kenobi. <laughs> it is like you and Ray Kenobi. It could happen. Oh, my then. God. We're so close. Okay. <laughs> On my freak out moment. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, boy. Tomorrow it's going to be one month. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. <laughs> yes, of we we Sky go Sky Talkers full compiles. Freak out over the last Jedi and figure out what the heck all these wolves are doing up in here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like Charlotte said, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Just so you all know, uh, our regular show Sky Talkers is taking a break for the week of Thanksgiving. So we will be back in December, the month of the last Jedi. Yeah, you know, December is going to be a very busy month for us Star Wars fans, and yes. we will be populating your feed yeah, as like much lot. as we can. So it's yeah. fine. So just get prepared for that. Ready, Enjoy the break. Ready your headphones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and let us know what you think is going to happen to Ezra and Kanan. And do you think you can let us know whose theory you think is probably going to happen? Ezra or Kanan's going to sacrifice himself for Hera and die, or he's going to walk off into the forest with the wolves. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) So let us know which one you like or what your own crazy conspiracy theory is regarding Rebels. And uh, we did have an episode of Sky Talkers that came out where we talked all about The Last Jedi really for the last time in a big way before the movie comes out and all of our best Kylo Redemption theories. Don't you just love <laughs> Kylo Redemption? Like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. So you guys should definitely go check out that episode if you haven't and be sure to review us on iTunes. It really helps out our show and it really makes our, us happy. So <laughs> <laughs> true though. If you want to put a smile on our faces, you can go and leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> And I just want to take a moment to thank our patrons. We can't tell you how much it means to us that you support our show. Um, on our Patreon, if you're interested, you can access a lot of our bonus shows. Um, you can check out the different tiers for the different rewards. Um, and that is on patreon.com slash skytalkers. And I want to take a moment to thank our current patrons, Lynn, Neil, Jim, Suara, BJ, Ryan, Dean, Emma, Amy, Aaron, Kirsty, Cherie, Kyle, Brandon, and Chuck. Thank you so much for being our patrons. Yes, thank you so much. And with that, I think that with that, I think that is going to wrap up our show for this week. So may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Don't forget to thank Dave Filoni on your way out. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.